Christmas morning. Just doing some uh, morning exercises, just kind of contemplating how well last night went. I managed to sing my favourite song, which is Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. The U2 version, now obviously there's nothing wrong with the Darlene Love version. I really, really loved the Darlene version for years. And then I realised U2 do a version of it. And would you believe, U2's version, pretty much one of the only covers I've ever known U2 to do. They just don't do covers. But they do do a cover of Darlene Love's Christmas Baby Please Come Home. And uh, yeah, sang it last night with a full band. And I was like, you know what? I fucking nailed that. That's just what goes on in my head the next morning when I'm doing push-ups on my yoga mat. The other thing I was really looking forward to today was uh, listening to Oh Holy Night, the uh, John Williams score from the movie Home Alone, uh, that kind of boy soprano choir version. I'm sure you all know it well. That'd be my favourite carol. Uh, my favourite Christmas song is the one I just mentioned. My favourite carol is Oh Holy Night. All very predictable, Casey, we know. I recommend listening to uh, Bob Dylan's Christmas and New Year's episode of Team Time Radio Hour, by the way, in this festive time. Uh, so like an hour and a half. Uh, one bit of trivia I really liked was this. I've been watching the uh, Yorkshire Ripper documentary recently, which is pretty much the exact same as every other serial killer documentary. But I love that sort of shit. Anyway, it was also kind of a throwback to Jack the Ripper from like the, I don't know, 18th century or 17th century. And Dylan went to the etymology, if that's the right word, of the word carol, carol songs, carol singing, or carols, Christmas carols. It's when, uh, when one young woman named Carol went missing in the time of Jack the Ripper. Uh, people used to knock on the door uh, trying to inquire in the local neighborhood whether anyone has seen Carol, this missing girl they had feared for the worst. But people weren't answering the doors back then because there was a fucking maniac serial killer on the loose, Jack the Ripper. So what they used to do, they used to sing songs, they used to sing Christmas songs outside the door. So the person inside, when they hear a knock on the door, they'd know that it's, you know, a group of singers and not some fucking lunatic. And in that hunt for carol came the term carol singing. You are welcome. My annual listening of... John Williams's Oh Holy Night was rudely interrupted as I was mid-push-up when I noticed there was a little bit of dog shit on my yoga mat. This is not going to plan. So then I spent the rest of Oh Holy Night just trying to go through all my shoes and figure out the exact source of this dog shit. Ah well, you can't have it all your own way. The one other thing I wanted to do, there's like two things I wanted to do today before I started fucking caning it, was to do a bit of exercise, like I had been doing, and I needed to buy a G-string for my guitar. This is really irritating. I only ever break the G-string, and you can only buy fucking string sets in sets of six. So I have probably, I have dozens of every other string except the G-string. And they don't sell them individually. So I need to just buy another packet of strings. Spend four quid on a packet of strings. Even though I only need one of those fucking strings. First world problems I know. Anyway, decided to go for the old two birds and one stone. Did a few jumping squats on the steps. And then went for a little jog down to the local string shop. Then of course I have my usual. Ah, do you know what's, do you know what's beside that music shop? Is that treat shop. It's Christmas. I'm going to get myself a treat. 
But the thing I want to touch on here is something I didn't anticipate before I moved over to Vietnam to live the expat life is the sense of community. It's actually really strong. There's only a few thousand expats in this city. This city's like the size of Dublin. And we all live in the same area. I don't know how I stumble across this area. It's kind of beside the beach. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's a suburb beside the beach, I suppose. But it's kind of traditional Vietnamese streets. But when I go out, I'll like, I'll bump into a lot of people. In the six minute jog down to the music shop, I'll like wave Merry Christmas to a lot of people who some I know better than others um, but it's just a really good sense of it's probably the most Christmassy I felt just that kind of it's like oh there's your man happy Christmas yeah you, you too man you too Matt sitting outside some cafe the local bar owner owns Oi Bar formerly Buddha Bar he's there with a couple of young Vietnamese girls who I think were staff who worked there who don't take too kindly to old Casey, because I've a bit of history with one of them. But nonetheless, they're waving. They waved, Happy Christmas. I think Matt shouted something, go, like, go get him, Casey. <laughs> something pretty fucking cheesy like that. <laughs> what did he shout? Do it, Casey, or something like that. I was like, yeah, I'm just going on, like, a six-minute jog down to the local tree shop and to pick up a G-string. But thank you very much, Matt. Have a happy Christmas. Matt's an enthusiastic golfer, and he's a very, very enthusiastic Van Morrison fan. Suffice to say, we've bonded over that. Swing a ride onto Le Quang Dao. Just pulling up to the music shop, and I get a, hey, happy Christmas from some young lady on a motorbike who I didn't really see properly. I was like, wait a minute, was that... Candy, fucking candy. Blast from the past, little morning happy Christmas from candy. Pop into the guitar shop, you know, try to inquire whether they have one solitary G-string, which of course they don't, and of course I embarrass myself because I don't speak Vietnamese, and it's, I don't know, how do you charade one G-string, please? Not a big fucking set of six strings. Then next door into the local Italian bakery, where I'm in the queue for some apple crumble. This is all going to have to end in New Year's. Give it up, I swear, in the new year. Then some lad who's Italian. Last time I'd seen him actually was, uh, like, I actually don't know his name. I'm going to feel bad because he always comes up and says hello to me. I always see him on Sunday nights. And uh, he always tells me the story of he used to work for this Irish guy who was like his foreman. And he made them learn a new line to the Rattlin Bog every morning. And he always talks to me about the Rattlin Bog. I think he thinks I'm someone else. He knows I do Dirty Old Town, and he really loves Dirty Old Town. Uh, but I, I don't know his name, and I don't think he knows my name. He's one of these lads who's in really good shape. Like He's always down by the beach bars doing pull-ups and chin-ups and dips and all that sort of carry-on. He's, like, he's in really good shape. And uh, I remember being down there illegally working out down by the beachfront during lockdown, breaking all sorts of rules, being outside and all. And uh, I remember chatting to him, and then... There was like what you might call a police raid on the exercise bars down by the beachfront. And I had my back to the road and he like, I was talking to him and he saw the cops over my shoulder, grabbed his uh, face mask, put it on and kind of just started running towards the beach. Didn't say a fucking word to me, just let me absolutely in the shit. It's really similar to that Sopranos episode of This Rings Any Bells, the end of season five, where... Uh, the feds raid Johnny Sachs' place um, when they're building a RICO trial. Tony's meeting with Johnny Sack that morning 
and he sees the cops coming. He sees the rail and he doesn't even say anything to Johnny Sack. He just turns and darts. It's exactly what this Italian prick did to me a few months ago. But it is the season of forgiveness and there's me queuing up in the bakery ready to get my apple crumble and this lad wanders in and he goes, hey man, how are you? We're just having dinner next door. Do you want to join us? I was like, um, nah, I'm kind of, nah, I'm alright, thanks, thanks, but like, that really, really nice gesture, like, he saw me, came out of the Italian restaurant, came into the bakery, and asked me, do I want to join them for Christmas dinner? I was like, who are you with? He was like, this is me and my girlfriend. I was like, alright, cool, thanks very much, but I'm all, like, sweaty and shit, and I'm in the queue for this apple pie here, man. Then my inner cynic was like, Jesus, how, how bad must your Christmas dinner with your girlfriend be going if you're asking me to join? <laughs> That's cynical. I'm not a cynical person, but it's just a thought that crossed my mind. Continued on my merry way, the six-minute jog back to my place. Did a few jumping squats onto the stairs and back down. What are they called? Plyogenic exercises. Did I make that up? And uh, bumped into another person I know. Just kind of, well, just kind of had a kind of a Christmas. Just, just a nice sensation. Just being out on a jog, just bouncing around. You know those jogs that are going well. Where you kind of just have a bit of a spring in your step for some reason. It's like I had a fucking heavy night last night and the previous night, predictably enough, but I'm fucking bouncing around the place. One of the lads from the shamrock across the road comes out of the bar to uh to you know crack some joke. Casey, it'd be easy if you just walk up them stairs. Chris from Portsmouth. Great lad. Ah yeah, Christmas spirit. 